Uh, let's uh, jump out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Uh, joining us now, he is the founder of thejumpball.net. He writes for Bleacher Report. He podcasts for The Athletic. He is Mo DeKeel with us here on The Big Show. Mo, thanks for joining us again. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, man, we're great. Uh, we're going to be watching some basketball tonight. <laughs> Summer League is here, so zero complaints from us, man. There you go. You guys are all set. As a former, uh, as a former video guy, what are your thoughts on Summer League? Is it, was it something you looked forward to? Because I'm sure there's a ton of work to be done, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a little bit interesting because Summer League, you don't have quite the same setup as you normally do. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit different in Utah because it's at the arena, so you, so you can set up like you used to and, and probably break down the games live and everything like that. But Summer League generally as a video coordinator is a little bit more relaxed than, than the way you would normally be during the NBA season. So you might be asked to do a couple of projects, but nothing too uh, crazy or strenuous. So what do you make of what the Jazz have done, uh, both with their draft pick, Jared Butler, moving back and uh, still getting the guy they said they wanted, has some health concerns, but certainly had uh, looked awfully good with Baylor. And then the re-signing of uh, Mike Conley, and now, uh, you know, if, if, if it stays status quo, then uh, what's happening with uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy Gay? Yeah, so I think just first looking at the draft, I think that was just very smart calculation from the Jazz front office and saying we can probably move down, collect an asset, and and still get our guy. I think it kind of works out for them in that sense. So I think just very shrewd move by their front office. You know, the, the bigger impact is really the free agencies stuff. And, of course, you know, you, you move their favor so that you can open up the opportunity in the cap space. And, and, and create viable ways for you to be able to make moves. And bringing back Mike Connolly makes a big difference. You know, three years, $72 million, that's, that's that's a great deal for the Jazz. Very team-friendly. I think that works out really well for them, especially if he can stay healthy. You bring in Rudy Gay, that's another athletic, you know, more probably of a, a small ball four now than, than when he used to be a wing. But another guy with, even though he's a little older with athleticism, could do some things, give you a little more... Uh, fire or power off the bench, a little bit more uh, defensive power as well in terms of guarding wings in the Western Conference. I think, you know, I, just, I love what the Jazz are doing so far this summer. Talking about some other teams, what did you think about the deal for uh, the Lakers made for Russell Westbrook? Yeah, you know, at, at first, you know, before free agency, I saw that I, I didn't like it. And I, I'm not all that sold on it. I just think it becomes a very difficult way to operate you know in, in in offense with him and lebron you know who aren't i mean obviously russ isn't a very good shooter lebron's a pretty good shooter but not really great and i think you you're in a situation where you're going to take the ball out of one of those guys' hands and that's going to make the other guy less valuable you know and i think you're not going to maximize as much of their their skill level as you you can so i think it's a little bit of an interesting pairing there I think when you have the guys they're bringing in in free agency, though, you know, just today they brought in Malik Monk. I, I, I know that Carmelo Anthony's going to get all the, the shine, but I think bringing in Malik Monk was a big 
step for them in terms of bringing another shooter. Guy shot 40% from three last season. I think there's a lot of moving parts with everything they're building right now. It's going to be an interesting roster. I think if anybody can make this work, though, they still got LeBron. They still got the best player in the world, in my opinion. So I think they're going to be they're going to do just fine. It'll just be a very interesting uh, process in how they build everything. Any other deals or signings that are standing out in your mind as being particularly uh, impactful? Well, I think Miami, obviously, the other big deal, right, the, the sign-and-trade to bring in Kyle Lowry was huge for them. I think that, you know, has, has allowed them to start kind of, hey, we're going to get back to what we used to be. They're not fully uh, – uh, I wouldn't say they're quite in the contender race in the East, but they're, they're climbing up. They're also snagging P.J. Tucker from Milwaukee, another valuable piece for them, a guy that they can put as a four to start for them and allow them to continue to sort of – hey, let's, let's get going here. Let's get ourselves together. I think Lowry is going to be a bit of an upgrade over Dragic. Not a massive one, but an improvement. And then just re-signing Duncan Robinson. I think Tyler Hero is going to have a bounce back year. I think there's going to be some good things in Miami. But one team that I think did pretty well, kind of quietly under the radar, is the Dallas Mavericks. Although they didn't get Kyle Lowry pulling off and bringing in uh, Reggie Bullock for you know, $30.5 million. I think, you know, snagging a shooter and a, a guy that can defend, big big move for the Mavs. What do you think about these older players uh, getting such big paydays and, and three-year deals? You know, we talked about Michael Conley, Chris Paul, and you mentioned Kyle Lowry. You know, are, I, I think, will they regret making such long deals in the end? Because, I mean, Chris Paul's going to be 40, right, when that's up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Chris Paul is in a little different range than those other guys, um, but... You know, I think that seeing how Chris Paul had, had played last season, I think that gave a lot of teams an opportunity to say, like, hey, we might be able to, you know, these other guys should be able to do the same thing. doesn't ever work that way, right? It's, it's, it's not one for one because one guy does it, the other guys should be able to handle it. I think the it, it's got to be a smart calculation from each of these teams when they make that decision, you know. And, and you know, the, the, like the Jimmy Butler deal, signing him to a four-year deal, I think the first two years are going to be great. I'm going to be very curious what his body looks like the next two, just in terms of if he can hold up and all those things. It's always a scary proposition when you're kind of committing that guy for a long time, knowing it's going to take him into older age. But I think that's where you got to trust on your, your team and the research and everything you've done that, hey, this guy's still going to be able to, to hold up. And we're in a better place taking care of our bodies now than we were 10 years ago. So I think we're – it, it, it's okay, but it's always a little bit nerve-wracking. Any other deals that you're waiting on, Mo, that are standing out as being particularly, uh, you know, helpful for a team? Well, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with Spencer Dinwiddie. And, you know, there are rumors with him and, and, and Washington nearing a deal. I think, you know, if that's going to turn into a sign-and-trade, is Brooklyn going to find a way to add Kyle Kuzma and, and, and basically add another wing, you know, a guy that can defend on the wing and, and – and do some pretty good stuff. I think he'd be a fun fit on that offense. You know, him cutting off ball. He can he can knock down the shot, three ball. Not as consistently as some would like, but still pretty good. I think, you know, that would be something I would keep an eye on. That's going to be interesting. And then I have no idea what's going to happen with Dennis Schroeder. Like, we haven't heard anything. <laughs> I'm just curious if he's just waiting by his phone, hoping somebody's going to call him. Mo, uh, give us a couple of teams that had a good draft night. 
couple of teams that are good draft. I think Orlando did a great job. I think snagging Jalen Suggs at five and um, uh, Franz Wagner at eight. I think they're beginning to build something. I think they're, they're they started the reset over the the trade deadline. I think they're beginning to put together guys and put together uh, a culture and, and and starting that rebuild with a guy like Jalen Suggs. I think it's got to be very exciting for Orlando and puts them in a good situation. In terms of Obviously, Detroit, Cade Cunningham was an easy pick, slam dunk for them. I think, you know, we talked about the Jazz. Just making the smart move of, hey, we like our guy. We think we can get him later. Moving back was just the, the right and, and, and prudent decision. You know, I, I like Oklahoma taking swings, you know, and, and, and especially going after Josh Giddy. I think he's going to be an interesting prospect. But, you know, they got nothing to lose. We can take on a guy like him and let's take a big cut and see where we end up. Two things off of what you just said there. One of them is, is OKC not going to be happy until it owns like 500 first-round draft picks in the future? I, I just wondering. And, and <laughs> well, the, second, the second question is, fill us in on Cade Cunningham, because I know Jake hosted our draft night show, and so I know he got into it big time. But for our listeners, what makes Cade Cunningham uh, so highly thought of? Well, for Oklahoma City, I think we're just heading one day for just an all Oklahoma City draft, one through thirty. Just it's the whole. We're going to host the draft in Oklahoma City. It's going to be. <laughs> that's just going to be the first round. I think that's what they're going for. Um, the Cade Cunningham brings to them first off his size, six eight, unbelievable uh, skill level. You know, can score pretty much at every level. You know, the three ball mid range can get to the cup. Great competitor. Great passing vision, you know. Com, you know, combats defensively. I think you know he he kind of has a, a, a very solid package all around that you look at going like, hey, he can really build into being a high quality player, a guy we can build our franchise franchise around, and that's why he went number one. I think it was a no brainer for most people. You know, um, Mike Smith of, of ESPN had the eleven moves that Cade Cunningham has that can translate to the NBA right now. That's 11 moves. A lot of guys coming in the league don't have 11 moves. You know, it's like a, a pitcher coming in with five pitches. You know, I think all of that are just things you're looking at going like this guy, ha- if everything works out, and that's, you know, you got to get lucky, got to be healthy, got to, uh, you know, and, and, and hope you can continue to progress properly. He has a chance to be a really just high-level franchise player for the Detroit Pistons and change their fortunes and begin to get them back into the playoffs more regularly. So, Mo, who wins in Tokyo? Who brings home the gold? I'm still going Team USA. I think, you know, it's it's not going to look pretty, guys. Everybody needs to – it hasn't looked pretty yet. Not going to look pretty the whole way. Um, there's going to be times where, you know, like when we're watching the game against Spain, you're watching it, and I was watching it going like, wow, the U.S. is down 11. It was 40 to 29 at one point. I was going. They can't stop Ricky Rubio. This is this is going to be a real rough night for Team USA. But sure enough, they turn it around in the second half. Really, at the end of the second quarter, when they won on that run, a 20 to six run to start the third quarter, really building everything up and 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 got them back into cruising mode. I think Team USA they they're going to pull it off and get the gold. Uh, they got a big game against Team Australia though. How important is the gold medal uh, in USA basketball these days, Mo? Because 
You know, there's some people always consider the Olympics to be secondary to what happens in the NBA, but is this is this a big deal, or is it just kind of like uh, soothing some pride? I think the, the, the gold medal is it's, it's not a big deal if we win. If we lose, it's a whole disaster, right? And you see it. You saw it after we lost to France, right? Everybody had a complete meltdown. You know, it's, I can't believe we lost. Da, da, da. We're this team and, and things like that. You know, when we win, it's like, no, we're, we're expected to win. That's, that's fine. You don't get prizes for when you do what you're supposed to do. Um, and, and, and I think that's kind of the way uh, we sometimes treat the Olympics. And don't get me wrong. It's a very arrogant way to go about it. It's going to, you know, it's going to bite us again at some point because, we, you know, we saw it here. We haven't sent, we didn't send our best guys, and we're watching the world catch up. You're watching what Slovenia has done with Luka Doncic. They're 17-0 and whenever he plays for the Slovenian national team. That's really impressive. You know, he, he just kind of brings that game to them. We saw we lost to France. France has a ton of NBA players on their roster. Australia, who we're going to play tomorrow uh, evening. I'm not sure the time zone has completely messed me up. But, uh, you know, that ton of NBA talent along that roster. I think we're beginning to watch teams and countries catch up a little bit to us. So we got we to gotta enjoy it when we have it because, who knows, at some point we're going to be in a tough spot. Mo, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys for having me.